This is the Lifestyle Business Podcast, Episode 4. If you like this podcast, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. When you sign up, I'll send you a link to a video I recently made about one profitable online business model. This is Dan Andrews, and I'd like to thank you for downloading the Lifestyle Business Podcast, the premier online resource for entrepreneurs seeking unique approaches to life, business, and career. We talk a lot on the podcast about the value of travel and creating a business architecture that allows you to explore opportunities in new locations and doesn't require your presence uh, in an office building for an extended amount of time. The reason I think most of us become lifestyle entrepreneurs is that we want our freedom, especially when it comes to our time and where we can be located. And so today I'm really excited to have my co-host Ian on and we have a two-part discussion um, about an emerging group of people. Uh, It sort of emerges along with the concept of lifestyle entrepreneurship, which is this concept of flash packing. How the the flash flash packing relates to um, lifestyle entrepreneurship, you know, how flash packers can manage to travel the world for extended amounts of time, explore new business opportunities, and still run their businesses. So uh, let's get started right away. I'm really excited about this content, and I hope you enjoy it too. Okay, everybody. Uh, for the feature segment today, I've brought along my good friend and co-host, Ian. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Dan. Okay, so today I'm excited because I don't think that there's any podcasts out there. There might be some travel-related podcasts that talk about this concept of flash packing. I, I haven't heard it yet on a business podcast. To me, it's an extremely exciting and relevant topic, and uh, I'm going to get a little bit into that, but you know what I see happening, and there's—I think that there's a real reason why bloggers and and lifestyle business entrepreneurs are starting to talk about mobility more and more. I think it, you know, enriches your life to have mobility. It brings on more opportunity. It allows you to engage new sets of people and new cultures and new opportunities more readily. There's also the issue of how uh, communication tools are becoming faster, more reliable. They're available everywhere. Um, companies are more looking like sort of their networked individuals rather than bricks and mortar with lots of employees. And also, there's a, there's also this issue of high-end consumer goods and technology are available at low prices everywhere around the globe. It does, in my mind, is it reduces the value of sort of having a large estate where which you protect all your valuables. Kind of like your valuables are becoming more virtual and they're becoming more valuable. Like if I were to what's the most valuable thing I have, you know, outside of, uh, you know, investments might be a thousand dollar computer, which I can replace virtually at virtually any point on the globe. Right. And most of your data can be online. Exactly. I mean, it certainly makes me think what's the most valuable thing I own my customer list, which is backed up, you know, 10 times, tenfold on cloud services. And so I can recover that. I don't need an estate to protect that. And so what it does is it opens up this horizon of opportunity, which is travel, which is moving around. And a lot of the lifestyle entrepreneurs that I know, and certainly the ones that I'm most interested in, are embracing this sort of digital vagabond kind of lifestyle, at least for part of, you know, the year. And so what I wanted to do is sort of talk about what flash packing is and why I think that 
digital nomads or lifestyle entrepreneurs fit into that category and sort of what makes that different than backpack. You know, also we'll talk a little bit in like, what are the opportunities for flash packers? You know, like why, why would a lifestyle entrepreneur embrace this kind of thing? What we've got today are 10 things that separate flash packers from backpackers. I've also heard it called hack packing by the, by the way. So I think it's kind of interesting. <laughs> I'm excited to get going. I know you're getting ready to leave on a uh, sort of a mobile adventure. You want to, before we get into the 10 defining elements, you want to tell us a little bit about, you know, what you're going to be doing as a adventure and, and why it's valuable to your business. Yeah, I'm getting ready to um, leave the country for about 45 days coming up here uh, next month. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to go visit a bunch of suppliers um, in Asia. Okay. And I'm also just going to do some leisure traveling while I'm over there. What are some of the leisure points that you're going to be hitting up? Uh, I'm going to be in Hong Kong for a little bit of time. Okay. Uh, and then I'm also going to be in the Philippines for some time. And that's kind of business slash pleasure. So a little bit of both. The trip to uh, China is pretty much exclusively on business. Okay. We'll be over there meeting with suppliers. Uh, we've got a couple new projects going on, a couple new factories that we're going to visit. Um, and so we have an office in China as well. So we'll be visiting with our employees over there. Right. And uh, kind of showing face. So this is sort of a short-term digital mo nomad ship for you, but you will be using these flash packing principles, I assume. You're going to need to be light on your toes to get down to the Philippines and to find a hotel in the Hong Kong and, and all this kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And we'll go into, uh, you know, different clothes to bring and uh, di different objects to bring. Yeah, but always, always, always when, when I travel, it's extremely light. Right. Um, I remember the first time I went to Asia on business. I was actually in China. So the first time I went to China, I brought uh, like my laptop, my huge laptop case, uh, <laughs> a bunch of notebooks. And then I brought like a huge duffel bag with uh, like two weeks worth of clothing in it. Right. And so I ended up, you know, carrying around the country like 100 pounds worth of were the stuff for, for a couple of weeks and it was just unbearable. Right. You know, what we'll get into is how much you actually need. Well, you know, knowing you personally, we I can pull out sort of a personal reference. The Probably the, that first trip you're referencing, you were going under the a corporate umbrella. Is that right? Yeah. So you were actually on the corporate card at yeah. that point. <laughs> and so, you know, when you own your own business, even if profits are great, you know, your sort of mindset changes about how you're willing to travel and sort of if you can if you can save one thousand dollars on hotels um, over the course of two weeks that's going to pay for your leisure trip to hong kong or that's going to pay for your flight to the philippines all of a sudden you start to think about you know if it's the case that there's going to be so much opportunity for me to find in hong kong and so much opportunity for me to engage in the philippines then what i want to do is maximize the amount of time i can stay there yeah you know and exactly. so and a lot of these principles, you're going to see flash packers engaging ways to like save money and stay on the road longer so that you can engage more opportunity. Yeah. So number one uh, trait that separates a flash packer from a backpacker is that flash packers are not a subset of backpackers. Okay. So, you know, there's a group of people on these, you know, in foreign countries that are traveling around at you know, cheaper hotels, they're hanging out with other travelers, and they're backpackers. Usually this is something like a lot of us did in college or sure. even high school. Yeah, I mean, generally the age range is mid to lower 20s, although the you see, you know, every year I go out on the trail, and I've been traveling since I was 18 years old, 
you see that I feel like it's getting more and more acceptable for people in their 40s, 50s, 60s to be on the backpacker trail um, because it's a different style of traveling. It's a, it's a level of engagement, a different attitude than somebody who wants to do the package tour and stay in a hotel, for example. And certainly as an entrepreneur, you know, you want to engage with the places you're going to. You want to be on the ground. You want to hear about you know, what kinds of opportunities there are. And I think that that's an engaged attitude that fits in a little bit with what the backpackers are up to. Backpacking is sort of, has been traditionally defined as something that people who travel on strict budgets, um, you know, they use backpacks, which never really made sense to me, these large camping backpacks. Um, in my experience, you know, the different attunement to money that the two sets have make them fundamentally different types of travelers. So flashpackers, for example, they'll stay in a super budget hotel, but they'll splurge on a famous restaurant in town if they see it as a valuable experience. And so the, if the fundamental credo of the backpacker might be to seek out budget experiences that are locally authentic, uh, the fundamental credo of the flashpacker would be to seek out high value experiences that are personally interesting. You so know, you're saying basically the flashpacker goes over uh, to another country, maybe with something else in mind, except for just travel. Sure, like especially when you think of yourself as a lifestyle entrepreneur, you're bringing a whole set of personal interests into that uh, that space that you know you feel confident about and that you want to impress upon the space. You want to do business there, and whereas the backpacker, you know, um, might look a, like might look at that, that with suspicion, as if uh, that weren't somehow authentic way to approach. But, you know, certainly from the lifestyle entrepreneur's perspective, that is the most authentic and most interesting way because you're forging a dialogue with these people. Yeah, right. So the flashpacker is there on business and pleasure. Exactly. So that moves us to the number two point that separates flashpackers from backpackers, which is that flashpackers have mobile income or more budget than they could expect to spend during their allotic allotted travel time. So this is what I would identify as the most critical difference between the two groups, which is that flashpackers have defined before, has, they've been def defined in the press as merely backpackers with money. And the money element is generally the driving, the key difference between these two groups. Right. So like a backpacker traditionally um, goes to, say, Europe, uh, and they have $4,000 budget. So they right. stay in Europe as long as they have $4,000. Or uh, once they get there, they find odd jobs to kind of pick up to carry themselves through an extra six months or something like that. Right. Whereas the flashpacker um, goes over there with a mobile with a mobile lifestyle in mind yes. um, and uh, has some kind of either passive income or can work while they're in Europe. Sure. Um, so it doesn't necessarily put a dent on their uh, their savings. Sure. I mean... It's almost like for the flashpacker, this is 100% integrated into their life. Whereas for the backpacker, it's like, you know, this is the one summer I'm going to sort of get away from, you know, the tyranny of what my future life is going to be. It's almost a sad kind of thing. Um, certainly more hardcore backpackers wouldn't look at it this way, but there are a lot of people say for after university, they'll spend one year backpacking on an allotted budget and then they'll go to the prison of, of their office for the next five years to try to save up for retirement or whatever. Whereas for the flashpacker, this is very much an integrated lifestyle. It's it's part of their workflow. Okay. So uh, number three point that separates flashpackers from backpackers. Flashpackers seek out high value experiences and services. So whereas a tourist might seek out high convenience, 
uh, and or a highly transparent experience, which is something that's like immediately understandable or arranged. Uh, the backpacker seeks out the budget experiences, whichever is cheaper. Flashpackers seek out high value for their dollars. So I remember an experience, for example, I was walking around a local market in Southeast Asia. I saw one of these prototypical backpackers, and I've been one certainly, got off the bus with a 50-pound pack. And uh, I was just chatting her up, and, and she seemed to be, she was walking around for 30 minutes trying to save a couple dollars on our hotel room. You know, I was interested in her experience and she was, you know, doing the whole Southeast Asian circuit. And I think she probably ended up spending about two hours looking because she had in her mind a budget, you know, that needed to be met in order to keep her on the road. The Flashpacker with with a much more flexible budget would easily have traded that one or two dollars for an extra two hours of exploration or sort of opportunity seeking in that locale. Um, the, the Flashpacker, for example, might stay at a luxury resort if it's a good value and an interesting experience, whereas backpackers would skew this experience as inauthentic or, you know, a waste of their limited budget. Right. So it's interesting to, to even think about another category of, of people, which is kind of the, the tourist, right? Yeah. So the guy that um, is maybe, maybe in the third group of people that goes over to um, Amsterdam yeah. uh, and he has some business there. Right. Um, but he also is planning his vacation there at the same time. Sure. Well, the tourist is an interesting category because the tourist would be, has this idea of the clock ticking. Like, you know, as a tourist, you can't, you don't have the flexibility to extend your stay, for example. You're there for three weeks and that's your allotted vacation time. And then you need to return to your office. And I think that that is one of the motivations for tourists to do things that are prearranged and packaged. Um, because for a flashpacker, it might be a very interesting experience to spend some time arranging these kinds of things or perhaps meeting up with a local guide. For example, I always like to engage local guides and spend some time before I leave to, you know, maybe get on local job boards or forums and try to get some locals to meet up with when I arrive. Right. Whereas for a tourist, you know, the time is ticking and it's limited. And so you might be more interested in, in say, a packaged, transparent experience like you know, I've got to see the main things, I've got to see the main events, and I've got to make sure I'm efficient about it. Right. And a lot of these travel companies, you know, talk about being a flash packer and, and having um, kind of an unlimited amount of time somewhere where you're, you, you know, where you're traveling. And uh, I just booked a ticket over um, to Asia, like yeah. we just talked about, and it's an open-ended round-trip ticket. Right. So this stuff is available. So, you know, I don't have a definitive return date. And that kind of allows me to, you know, meet with suppliers for a little bit longer or meet with our office for a little bit longer and not feel pressured to finish a project while I'm over there in a certain amount of time. Sure. Number four, flashpackers have business or career experience. This is a really galvanizing difference that you see on the road. I mean, not, there's not a lot of flashpackers out on the trail, but you're seeing more and more of them. And it's, it's you know, there's people um, like yourself who are more running larger businesses with, you know, big revenue figures and, and lots of infrastructure. There's also people that are doing really cool travel blogs or they're doing independent kind of road experience blogs or um, online communities. And it's really fascinating to run into these kinds of people. And programmers, A lot of programmers and web developers you're seeing out on the trail. In general, you know, this... This idea of flashpackers having business or career experience seems to be true. Uh, two things, there's two implications of this, which is 
uh, most flash packers I run into are trolling up a million business ideas. Okay, so foreign lands are an ideal place to cross fertilize business ideas and create high value outcomes and, and partnerships. And, you know, if you think of business as a conversation, the farther you can transmit value, the more valuable it can be. So every time you meet a flash packer on the road who's in a say, you know, my friend just returned from Africa, for example, an entrepreneur, and immediately he has a million import ideas of, of products that need to be imported or communicated from Africa from the particular region he was located to, you know, his home area, which is the eastern seaboard of the United States. So a lot of information you can't get anywhere else except for being there. You got to be on the ground. And, and whenever you run into a flash packer, it's just like, it's it's made for creating entrepreneurial ideas that whole situation whereas when you're in the same area all the time it can be difficult you know to consider how information can be communicated so far you know and uh, i think that that's one really exciting implication of uh the having a business experience also flash packers tend to be skilled negotiators uh so backpackers will trudge around all day long looking to save that dollar whereas uh you know, I've developed a bunch of methods where I can walk into a hotel and get 25% off the minute I walk in. And right. and uh, actually have a pretty in-depth method for that I might share later on. But um, the idea is, is that backpackers are a little green in this area, whereas, you know, flash packers, you know, they'll do things like if they know they're going to stay a month in advance, they'll employ techniques to save tons and tons of money uh, off of what, you know, what a normal walk-in off the street backpacker would pay. And, you know, maybe you're going for a much higher value experience. Like I love to stay in luxurious hotels. Who doesn't? And uh, I don't see that as an inauthentic experience, but I only do it when I can cut a great deal. And you see a lot of flash packers focused on deal making like that. Right. And we've hired guys when we're traveling to cut deals with us like this. Absolutely. Yeah. Because they're local and they know where the deals are. Their uncle owns the, uh, the hotel or um, the restaurant across the street. So it's really easy to get yourself immersed into the into the culture really quickly and uh, find people that can help you out and, and cut deals like that. Sure. I mean, it's also kind of as a side benefit, it's a low pressure way to practice your deal making and negotiating skills because, you know, when it, it gets really important in your own business and life, those high level deal making situations don't come along very often. And, you know, the ones that a lot hinges on can tend to be rare. And so it's good to get yourself in that kind of freewheeling mode where, you know, you are negotiating constantly trying to create new experiences for yourself. So that's an exciting part about this flash packing experience. So let's move on to uh, number five, which is flash packers are more experiences, more experienced. In my experience, most flash packers are former backpackers. Uh, who caught the bug, turned it into a science, and managed to create a lifestyle out of constant traveling. A standard mold for flash packers is essentially former backpackers who now have some money. Right. And a lot of people, you know, there's this common amongst, you know, our demographic, and I'm just going to put that out there as a vague term, but I, there's this idea where you're educated, you go to university, you spend your time traveling the world because that's something that, you know, we value. And then you get your career and all that gets, the brakes get slammed on. It's like no more traveling the world except for two to four weeks out of the year. What you see when you meet flashbackers is you see these people who now have business experience and they realize that some of the most valuable experiences they ever had was when they were that backpacker. And so now what they're trying to do is combine the two. How can I combine this business experience that I've earned 
with that great experience of traveling the world. Now, if we slow up for just a minute, Dan, I think, you know, a lot of people listening are, are thinking, hey, you know, this, this flashpacking, flashpacking, it sounds really interesting. Um, but if you've never done it before, you've never traveled for like more than a week or two at a time. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of people can't envision leaving like their home, their pets, uh, their loved ones for like a month or two. Sure. Right. So how do we make that transition? How, how do we um, convey to people that uh, it's really easy to leave your castle? For a couple months. Hey everybody, Ian and I ended up getting really into depth on this topic, so I've decided to split it up into two episodes. So make sure you get yourself subscribed in iTunes, and within the next couple of days we'll release that. For the majority of you, you've probably downloaded this uh, already, and we're into the future now, so uh, for you future listeners, just forward on to the next episode. Hope you enjoyed our first five points on what separates flash packers from backpackers. And in the next episode, I'm going to answer Ian's question, and we're going to get to the next five points. So hope to see you next time.